0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Avid Travel with Britton Frost. I, of course, am your host, Britton Frost. And today we are joined by Ralph Grizzle to count down some Alaska cruises that he would like to do this year and one that he would not. Some of you may have already read his article over on Avid Cruiser, but um, if you haven't, I will link it in the description for you. Now, we do have a bit of cruise news today. First and most exciting exciting, in my opinion, is that Silver Sea is going to do an Expedition World Cruise. So that will not happen until 2021, but it is just so cool. It's called the Uncharted World Tour. It will go from Ushuaia on Silver Cloud. It'll go through Antarctica, Chile, Tahiti, Easter Island, Fiji um, Australia just a lot of different places and um, You know, it's exciting especially my dad Ralph talks about expedition cruising a lot. He likes expedition cruising a lot and um, You know, that's just a really neat thing Um, another important piece of news is that Colin O'Brady is gonna join Seabourn um he's an Antarctic explorer and he is going to be part of the Seabourn conversations program um for the first sailing of the 2019 and 2020 season that departs on November 28th of 2019 And of course, as always, you can stay up to date on the newest cruise news on our blog over at Avid Cruiser. Link will be in the description. Um, But we'll go ahead and get into that interview with Ralph Grizzle right now. All right. So yet again, second week in a row. Actually, last week was on the River Cruise podcast, though. So you, some of you may not know this, but Ralph is joining us again. How are you today? Dad? Yeah,
1: doing great. Doing great. And the weather's improved here, thank God.
0: <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Like it was 18 degrees two days ago. And then on Tuesday, it's supposed to be, which is the day that this will come out, it's supposed to be 70 here. Yes. So hopefully everyone else is as fortunate enough with the warm weather as we are.
1: I hope so. But even so, I'm still dreaming about Alaska. So if it's cold or warm, you know, it's uh... yeah, dreaming about Alaska because the season is upon us here.
0: Well, then let's just get straight into it. I mean, I guess that was Uh a very smooth transition into our topic for today, which is Alaska. Um, And you just published a post on Avid Cruiser about six Alaska cruises that you would like to do this year and one that you would not. So yeah. let's get into it. First on your list is Azamara Quest.
1: Yeah. And the reason for that one, well, I like the Azamara product quite a lot. and uh, But what really intrigued me about this particular cruise was the Rocky Mountaineer. And it's just this, uh, it's, I've never done it, but it's this incredible train ride uh, through the most beautiful parts of uh, Western Canada. And it's something I've always wanted to do. They have these glass dome cars. And in the post, I have a glass dome car, but that was actually on Holland America Line. So I did a glass dome rail journey from uh, Denali to Anchorage. And I think, you know, to complement The cruise, the Alaska cruise, these rail journeys are just fantastic. And I think you you really, you you shortchange yourself if you don't do, like, the cruise and then a cruise tour afterward. And with Azamara, in this case, it is the Rocky Mountaineer, this luxury rail experience. That's what appealed to me. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I was going to say, too, is that a lot of cruise lines do offer those rail tours. But this one is with Rocky Mountaineer, which is kind of the best of the best in that yes
1: yeah yeah
0: and ozomar quest 2 has is been is newly refurbished in the past couple years um and it's just that's a great ship as well right Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it's a great product overall because they believe and uh they really believe in the uh the shore experience they have you know, longer stays in ports and overnights and these, uh, as amazing experiences and all of that, you know, stuff that makes it just a great experience.
0: Yeah. And we can link some of those things in the description, like the uh, as amazing experiences and things like that. Um, if you want to read more about them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and second, we have Queen Elizabeth, not the we... queen of England, canard. It's Queen Elizabeth.
1: Right. Right. But I did and this story uh, I did I do talk about a chance encounter with her. and basically to make a long story short, I was in the UK. I was covering the christening of Cunard's Queen Elizabeth. It was uh, being named by her Majesty. And so all of the journal, journalists were shuttled outside to some bleachers where she would make her speech and christen the ship. And I thought, that's a terrible point of view for my video camera. So I'm going to go put my video camera on the balcony of my stateroom and film from there. Well, uh, I guess the, uh, the Secret Service, the British Secret Service or whatever they're called over there, uh, they came knocking at my door and said, you can't be up here. So, <laughs> so I left and as I was leaving, I actually got locked into the ship. And uh, it was kind of lucky for me because I got locked in with all the Canard personnel, and they were all waiting for the arrival of the Queen. And uh, she walked within ten feet of me, and we made eye contact. You know, at least we did in my mind. And uh, that was pretty cool. I was going to say pretty... you didn't
0: you didn't hold out your hand to get a high five from her. But you no, could have.
1: I could have. Sounds and I was like... I was just in the wrong place at the right time in that situation. Yeah. But. Okay, so the reason that I would want to do Cunard is because, you know, it sort of appeals to the Anglophile in me. Uh, I enjoy uh, their their traditional British pub with, you know, a pint of beer and fish and chips and just, you know, the whole sort of afternoon tea with the white gloved waiters and just the decorum of the ship and the art art deco elegance. So, you know, I'm a real big fan of, of Cunard.
0: Well, and maybe more importantly than any of that, Kennard hasn't been in Alaska, right? And so, I mean, yeah, you have this great experience and something that you enjoy doing, but also it's a homecoming in some ways.
1: Yeah, it was twenty years since they've been there, so this is kind of a once, kind of like my chance encounter with the queen. You know, this is a kind of a once in a lifetime thing for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, definitely. And um, next, you have Seaborn, which I know yeah. is. Um, have you done a Seaborn to Alaska?
1: I've not done Seaborn to Alaska, but okay. I have, you know, we were contracted to do videos for. Um, it was Chris Stanley, who's a videographer from British Columbia, and uh, we were contracted to do uh, a, a whole series of videos for Seaborn we shot antarctica on Seaborne. we did all of europe on Seaborne. we did turkey and the south coast of france uh, of europe and just up in scandinavia so we spent a lot of time on seaborne ships and i really do like them a lot and i make a a, it's it's a little bit of a joke here that i'm they make my list for the complimentary jacket but see this this jacket they give you it's an all-weather jacket it's like a parka and it sort of uh, symbolizes what Seabourn is doing in Alaska, and that is they make it as much of an expedition as possible. And so you, uh, you know, you, you have uh, adventures by Seabourn where you can go out on Zodiacs or kayaking, and so it's a real active sort of expedition style experience.
0: Yeah, and, and as you said, you kind of have a little bit of a feel for that from going to Antarctica
1: hmm so, yeah and it's the best way to me it's the best way to experience if you're you know if you're able to do that it's to to get out and be active in these destinations
0: and next you have um Lindblad expeditions yeah. who is partnered with national geographic
1: right and um, they are yeah exactly and they are like expedition plus so so Seaborn, might be sort of soft expedition, and Lindblad is more of a harder core expedition. You know, they they include the kayaking and Zodiac and and snorkeling even as well, and um even in the cold waters in Alaska, and and with Seabourn those uh, those things are optional. The the kayaking and Zodiac you do pay for those. So. Um, you know, Seaborn, I mean, uh, Lindblad also has uh, uh, National Geographic trained uh, or certified photo instructors. So you can uh, polish up on your photographic skills. And then they've got these uh, undersea film specialists who film underwater to show you what Alaskan life is like beneath the sea. So sign me up for that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I've talked a lot about Lindblad recently and neither one of us has done a Lindblad cruise. Um But they, they just, the way that they talk about their product and the expeditions, like I, they have this new ship that's going to cruise the Arctic and that, it just seems like a good experience. I mean, it just seems so fun, so focused on exploration, so focused on discovery and nature and I, I agree. That would be one. I, all of them I would like to do that you've talked about, but that one really sticks out to me.
1: Well, yeah. And I can certainly see why. Yeah.
0: And, and next you have Silver Sea, which is a product that we are familiar, very familiar with. Um, so I, I know you've sailed a lot with Silver Sea, but why Silver Sea?
1: We did sort of the same thing with Silver Sea. Chris Stanley, again, that videographer from British Columbia, uh, we filmed Antarctica for them as well. And I was recently on Silver Cloud uh, this past November in Antarctica, and I enjoyed that a lot. You know, I think Silver Sea is the leader when it comes to luxury expedition because they started earlier. With They started before Seaborn uh, with expedition. They started before... Uh, you know, Hat Pack Lloyd m- might have been earlier, but that's primarily known to Europeans. And uh, Silver Sea has a very large fleet now. They have, And in fact, they, they are doing two world expedition cruises in 2020, which is, I find, to be fascinating. I hope it's 2020. It might be 2021. But it's in a couple of years they're doing these world cruises.
0: Yep. And I did talk about that at the beginning of this podcast. So
1: Oh, great. Just... Great.
0: Highlighting yeah. that once again, because it is exciting.
1: So, yeah. So they have these two ships operating in Alaska. Uh, and, you know, the larger one's going to be Silver Muse. And that's, that's more of the luxury cruiser experience, you know, with the multiple dining venues and plenty of nightlife. And, you know, it's like a bit of elegance. Silver Explorer, on the other hand, I call that the little engine that could because this little ship can just get anywhere. And it's uh, you feel like you're on a true expedition with you know on, on Silver Explorer, so you've got two choices there, and I've got some videos on Avid Cruiser of my trips on Silver Explorer to Antarctica and to Greenland and other destinations. So, yeah, I'd be really excited about doing Silver Sea and, and Alaska.
0: And then, last one before the one that you don't want to do is <laughs> Ponant. And yes. can you talk about that, too?
1: Yeah, so Cunard appeals to the me, and Ponant appeals to the me because it is a French line, and it is becoming more and more well-known uh, to North American travelers. I know very little about it. I've never been on it, but I'd really like to experience it. And just like with Seabourn, you'll get a complimentary uh, parka, yeah, boot rental, if you need that, you know, they're good. You need the boots for Zodiacs because you actually have to step out into water. So you need these sort of uh, boots that come up about mid-calf. And you don't want to carry those because the airlines limit your luggage so much. So it's nice to have those for places like Antarctica and Alaska where you'll be on Zodiacs. So, yeah, I'd really like to try They've got this uh, – on their June 24 sailing, they've got this Polar Explorer and always – Blow it with French names, but I think it's Jean-Louis Etion. It sounded pretty good, I think. And he's uh, he has, sounds good uh, to
0: two people who don't speak uh, French.
1: <laughs> that's right, yeah. So he, uh, you know, he is a North Pole explorer. Then he uh, traveled uh, to Antarctica in 1989 for this seven-month expedition across the Antarctic continent. So that's pretty cool. And by the way, Seaborn actually has this uh, this younger guy who just recently crossed Antarctica. And I don't know his name, but uh, I know we're going to have a press release on that on the site or a story on the site. And I would find being in the presence of either one of those individuals to be fascinating. Although I probably have a lot easier time understanding the English speaker than the French speaker.
0: Yeah. And we will link that in the description as well. Yeah. Uh, And then the last one, which is the one that you do not want to do. Aboard yeah. Viking Orion, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do the Alaska Cruise because, okay, this is. I was clickbait. hoping that
0: there would be a little bit more suspense there.
1: This is clickbait. This is clickbait because I am greedy. I want to do the whole thing. I think Viking Ocean is a fantastic product. And see, they do Alaska, but they also do it combined with a 93 day. Grand Pacific Explorer, and it spends nine days in Alaska, but you start in New Zealand and you end up, uh, well, I think you end up in Vancouver, I'd have to check that, but you end up Uh somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, and uh, yeah, I'd love to do it, and I did write a story on the site called um, Seven Seven Reasons Why a Viking Ocean Ship May Just Be the Best Ship Sailing, so they they really have done a fantastic job with uh, their ocean cruise product.
0: Yep. And I was on Holland America Line a few weeks ago, and Viking Sea was in front of us. And everyone that I was cruising with just spoke so highly of the Viking Ocean cruises. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have Viking River cruises, too, that if, you know, you're interested in river cruising... Uh, go over and listen to that podcast from last week, because we talk about that product as well, as long as it was, it was kind of a list similar to this, where it was just kind of cruises that you would want to do. Um, and I think that if you're interested in river cruising, and you enjoyed this sort of format, I I always say that part of the part of the intrigue and part of the Part of what makes me so interested in travel is just sometimes just thinking about it. It's not like even mm-hmm. if I don't go on trips, it's like, well, planning out these routes and thinking about them and what would I see? And of course, going on the trips is, is super fun. But part of it is just like, oh, well, that sounds nice. And that sounds nice. And just kind of making these lists is something that we really enjoy.
1: Yeah, well, I think that everybody should do that, allow themselves to dream about it. I did a story about a couple uh, on Sea Dream, and this has been seven or eight years ago. And, but the, the girl and the couple, they were from Germany, I think, um, she purposely allowed herself to think about, she got the deck plans to the ship and she said, I imagined that I was sitting out at this particular table outside and the wind was blowing through my hair and I was with my fiance or whatever. And so she said that was just uh, as good of an experience for her as being on the actual cruise, mm-hmm. which I found to be interesting. I do want to say one thing, though, about uh, these six Alaska cruises. And, you know, there are a lot of companies that um, that do a great job up there, and I, I, I feel bad for leaving them out. But, you know, they'll have to wait until 2020. But, you know, you've got Holland America Line and Uncruise and Windstar, and Windstar is becoming more expedition up there. And UnCruise Princess. Is definitely, you, you know. And Princess, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of cruise lines. and uh, But, you know, just to get people sort of like, you know, These things appeal to me and are these particular cruises appeal to me. They might to you. But there's a lot more out there as well.
0: And what I did mention in the other podcast, too, is like just because we're picking certain cruises, we don't really write about people that we don't believe in, companies that we don't believe in. And anyone that we're writing about on the site, anyone that we're posting the press releases is a company that, you know, these podcasts are not sponsored in any way. We kind of just I mean, I do them for fun because I just really enjoy it. But um, we're not forced to say anything. And, um, you know, there are certain itineraries that stick out just because of small things. So if you talk about the Azamara, the quest that we talked about at the beginning, it was just that Rocky Mountaineer. And that's what put it one notch higher. And so it's not to say, I mean, of course, if someone, if another cruise line came to you and said, Ralph, do you want to do an Alaska cruise? You would say yes, if you had the opportunity. Um, These are just the ones that stick out for those certain reasons. And when you read the articles, you'll get a little bit more of a sense for that is that it's just This is an Alaska itinerary, but this is something that's special about it and something that that sticks out to me. And that's the reason that we write about all this stuff is so that, you know, if there's one thing, maybe if there was an exploration based cruise, like when we talk about Silver Sea, that's not something that interests you. And so, you know, that's kind of why we present this information in this way. Sorry. And
1: what we also what we enjoy is hearing from the readers too. Like, yeah. what is you know what 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 would be your six?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure, because you know that's what makes the world go around. Everyone has different opinions. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's one more thing that I wanted to ask you about, and it's actually it's a river cruise. Um, but we talked about this on the other side on the other podcast, and I just want to give the our listeners on avid cruiser the same opportunity to hear about this, which is your barge trip. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would just, if you could talk about that for a second, just because I know sometimes we don't have people who are subscribed to both sites because they're not interested in river cruising, but we also have a lot of people that have been following Avid Cruiser for a long time and uh, feel, you know, some sort of connection to you and you are hosting these trips. So if you haven't done a river cruise before, you haven't done a barge cruise before, um, and you're thinking about it, this could be a good opportunity.
1: yeah these these are not barges that carry coal and cattle. If you end up on that, you've booked the wrong trip.
0: <laughs> you've made the, a wrong uh, turn.
1: yeah, the um so over my thirty years of covering cruising, I've gone started on big ships, and I've just progressively gone smaller and smaller and smaller in size. The barges are the smallest in size that you can go, and in my opinion, they are like the best experience that you can have on the water for a lot of reasons. I mean, one is that it's a very intimate, relaxed, you know, you're having dinner with the same people every night, which I know some people don't like on the big ships, but this is sort of a like-minded group of individuals. And it's such a good experience that I have people repeating with me on these barge cruises year after year. Um, I started, I think in 2015 or so. And, um, so in 2019, I have a barge cruise in Alsace. It is – it sold out um, fairly early. In 2020, I decided to go with three barges. So I have two in Burgundy and one in Alsace in April. So this would be a really good enchanted April in France. Um, They're just they're great experiences. I've got a link on RiverCruiseAdvisor.com. It just says "Cruise with Me," and if you go there, you can learn you can find out more about these cruises. But to me, they're the best experiences. I don't do them to you know it's a big risk to charter a barge, so I'm not really doing it for. If I make money, that's fine. If I cover my you know airfare to get there, that's fine. But I do it because it's just such a fun experience. I mean, who doesn't love barging through the countryside of france
0: yeah and as i said you know if if a river cruise is something you've been thinking about of course we ran last week we ran a podcast with walter littlejohn um and i i don't think that river cruising is for everyone certainly but i think that it's for a lot of people who may not necessarily know it um I we're not trying to sell river cruises or anything right now. It's just I think that a lot of people think that the pace is going to be too slow or, you know, whatever it may be. That you're sailing too much and, you know, just things like that and that the ship is too small. But and, you know, I mean, for some people, that is certainly the case. Mm-hmm. Um, There are people who go on the same cruise lines and. Every year, same ships um, get to know, you know, the people working on it, get really familiar with the product. And that's fine if that's your style of travel. But I would also encourage, if you've been thinking about it, to branch out and look at a river cruise cruise because that's something that I did for the first time when I was 14. And honestly, I was not I was very excited about it. But I was not thinking that it was going to be as fun as having a water slide and a pool and you know, swimming, but I love river cruising. And you know, for someone my age, I think that it's very suitable, very appropriate. And um so feel free to check out our other site and if i mean also if you don't want to don't but i think that um it's a good thing to explore because like cruising isn't one size fits all ocean cruising isn't one size.
1: so now we have three that do both ocean cruising and river cruising and that is uh that's viking and crystal and scenic coming out with their new ship in april
0: and so you know if there is and and we talked about this as well is that you have these combination ocean and river cruises with Viking. Right. Um, and so that could be a good way to introduce yourself. And yeah. I'm not trying to turn this whole podcast into a river cruise thing, but I think that a lot of times people just dismiss river cruising for certain reasons. Um, and I I think that it's worth looking at. I, it's something yeah. that obviously we really enjoy.
1: And I think you're right. And it would be hard to... These cruises sell out the ones you're talking about with the combination ocean and river it's Viking river cruises they're sold out for 2019 they do have availability in 2020 but it's between Bergen and Basel and so you cruise from Norway to Amsterdam and then you cruise on the Rhine River to Basel and that's that's beautiful I mean it's what a great combination
0: Yeah and there are a lot of new river ships coming out people are really doing things differently so um, yeah. challenging the norms. So if, if that's something to con- that you've been thinking about, I would I would suggest you to maybe even just if podcast format works for you, I do River Cruise podcasts. And uh, feel free to listen to those. But I thought that talking about your barge, Dad, was a good way to kind of get into that because um, if you're thinking about doing something out of the ordinary, why not do it with a familiar face that's hosting the show, yeah. the trip? So. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here and thanks for sharing your Alaska cruises. And we do have some more of these aspirational cruises um, posts. So we will do more of these podcasts. I like doing these. So thank you for joining me.
1: Okay. Yeah. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you for joining me today on avid travel with britain frost i hope you all have a great week as always and we will see you next time bye